0: What up, what up? It is Wednesday. Yay, happy
1: hump day. You brought it back, Brandy. I love hump day, and honestly, if you guys haven't humped in a
0: while, maybe you should hump tonight. (laughs) Tonight's the night for some humpage. Speaking of our husbands. (laughs) We talk a lot today about um, being working moms, balancing that role with our husbands, the role that we have to do at home, the role that we have at work, how each of us individually went back to work and balanced that in the very beginning and how we're kind of handling it now.
1: We also talk about this term called maternal gatekeeping and basically it's,
2: it's something that we need to stop doing, taking on all the responsibilities and let go of the control. Yes, and also, just overall the idea of judgment and mom's not being judgy so we're getting all into that today. Getting all up in there.
0: (laughs) All right dudes, let's do it. So we wanted to talk today about a bunch of like working mom-isms, life of a working (laughs) mom and it like this post couldn't have come at a better time so a couple days ago or a week ago or whatever Amy Schumer Posted on her Insta a photo of her and her little baby, like, snuggling up on her body. Just so delicious. So, sweet. so perfect. And she wrote, five months today. And like all moms, I love him so much. It hurts. I'm feeling strong and good. And like, I'm still a human being with interests and ambitions and goals I'm excited to reach. It's felt good to be back at work. I was so worried about it. And I was afraid to go back after he was three months old. Couple of days I've cried for missing him. But it's mostly good to be back. And the break energizes me to be a better mom and appreciate our time even more. I have it a lot easier than many people, but I wanted to share my experience. And I just love that so much. I I almost, the funniest thing is I almost felt bad that she knew she had to write the, I've got it better than everybody else because there's going to be people like, oh, is it so hard going off to make your millions? But just that no matter what, that unifying feeling that you have when you feel torn between kind of two worlds a little bit, the world of Work and career, and the world of motherhood and home. Or and-
1: just the identity that you had before becoming a mother. Yeah. You know, we always yeah. focus on the birth of this baby, but also you birthed becoming a mom. Like you are yeah. a totally different, different person, person. It's so true. When you have your child. And, you know, if you guys have a second, you know, just scroll on down Amy Schumer's
2: Instagram it's because this hilarious. is not the first time yeah. she has
1: posted something super relatable to Parenthood. Her last post before that was um, her like in her hospital underwear. <laughs> I thought that was a phase so, because <laughs>
2: hospital underwear is a real thing, and oh I, I did not part with mine for quite some time because <laughs> I had a C section. And remember, it became a part of my life. And my husband was like, "What are, are we staying?" And I was like, "They might, yeah. they might, they might." But you that- know,
1: she's definitely been one of those warrior mamas that, since she found out she was pregnant, made sure that everyone knew, guys. Just because I am an actress and I have
2: this glamorous side, like I'm still like everyone else. I do think it, it, it's also, it, be, it is so much more relatable because she's a comedian and she has that comedic effect to it. But I will go back to what you mentioned mm. earlier about how she did have to justify, you know, like mm. I know I may have it simpler than others or easier than others. I think it's one of those things that it just brings back that whole idea of mom guilt, yeah. which the minute you become a mom, And I'm sure all you ladies out there that are mothers or about to be be moms have experiences or will experience this at one point or another. The mom guilt is so real. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, Amy, someone like a comedian like her who is so unapologetically herself, if prior to having a baby would be like, no, I'm not going to – I'm not going to – apologize for working my butt off and becoming who I am and living the life I lead, right? And now as a mom, because she probably is like, this is hard Mm -hmm. and I get it. Like I get to be on set and I get my hair and makeup done or whatever to whatever, but it's just, that was probably the biggest thing that stuck out to me too because I'm like, it's the first thing. I, yeah. I do it all the time. I'm like, I know it's easier because I'm at home and I get to work from home. So it's not as hard for you out there that have to be away from your kids. Yeah. But we, we care too much. We it's do. so crazy. Uh, what I like about what she said too
1: is, she says, I'm still a human being with interests and ambitions and goals I'm excited to reach. And she was worried about going back to work that she would be afraid to go back. Which is funny because I know a lot of working mamas, or mamas in general, you have no idea how you're going to feel once you become a parent. Yeah. You know, you might think, I'm going to be ready to go back. Oh, of course my kid's going to be in daycare. But that time might come and you might look at your significant other and decide that you're going to stay at home. Mm-hmm. So I love that she kind of walked us through her thought process because it's super relatable. And for me, having you know a newborn myself, It's the same thing. Just because I've done this before with Millie, now that I have a second, it's almost like you're doing everything for the first time. Right. um, I was telling the ladies that I have my first business trip coming up.
0: Yeah, and it's it's like a big one. It's a
1: big one. So he will barely be 12 weeks. And so he's too young to fly. You know, most airlines really discourage it. Uh, My pediatrician, absolutely, because it is flu season. He hasn't gotten nearly half of his shots yet. So that would just be silly. But I'm also going to be on set at least 14 to 16 hours a day. And, you know, when I was presented this opportunity... I wasn't sure if I was going to take it. My husband and I kind of went back and forth on if it was important, if it was significant, if I was excited about it. And we decided, yeah, like, this is great.
0: Yes, to all those things. Yes. Yes.
1: And so there's a huge part of me that is so proud that I'm, like, stepping into this choice. And I made it knowing the obstacles. I mean, guys, I'm going to be toting
2: around a freaking breast pump
1: nonstop. I'm going to have to... Oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah, pump my boobs and the amount of the milk, milk that you're going to be
2: bringing in, which, by the way, that oh is probably gosh. when I had to leave Mila at yeah. six weeks. She was six weeks, and Rian was just a little over a year. Okay. And I remember the biggest thing with deciding is, like, right, it's not as easy as it was before. Like, I'm just going to go on this business trip, and it yeah. makes sense. It's much more about weighing the pros and cons. And for us, it, it had uh, the pros had outweighed the cons, but I remember the milk, and I remember there was a TSA guy – And this was back in 2014, but I remember there was this man who literally wanted me to give away. I was gone, I would say, 48 hours each time for eight weeks total. And he literally wanted me to throw away my milk. And I was like, I I "I will cut cut you you in so many ways. But I say that because, Brandy, you're going for four days. So, four days of going. And like, the other thing is like storing the milk, all this stuff, like in a hotel, like the hotel fridge is not you know yeah, its, capacity. it's also just getting a handle on
1: the idea that the fourth trimester is huge so the three months after you have a baby is such a magical for me powerful time you're bonding with your child you guys are getting to know each other your body's still healing you're if you're breastfeeding you're providing milk for your child um and so to kind of disrupt that important time um, that I feel is really significant was hard But then even thinking about the idea that I'm going to leave them, uh, my parents are flying out from Arizona so they're gonna take care of them while dad's working so that makes me feel good. But also they get here like the afternoon before I leave so there's not that many hours for me to tell them, okay, that's his tired cry. Or okay, so the steamer works like this when you're heating up the milk and you know, so I'm, I'm typing up all the things, I'm doing the schedules, I'm really trying to set them up for success but it's crazy how much work I'm also doing So that I can work. I know. It's funny. The amount of prep
2: work that you have to do as mom before you actually go. Like your job as mom doesn't end obviously. But the prep work you have to do is that to lead you into the work that you're going to be doing outside of that is insane. But I think, Brandy, the, the biggest, I mean, and I would love to hear what you mamas have to say about this, but... My biggest takeaway, I remember when I was leaving, obviously you are as fortunate as I was to have actual parents or, you yeah. know, someone in the family that's staying mm-hmm. with the baby. And for me, it does get easier each subsequent time that you have children. You know, like I'm sure if this were Millie and you were leaving for the first time, yeah. but it does get harder in that you still have a baby at home or a young child at home. But I will just say like, this is when that whole idea of giving yourself to that present moment where you are it's really important so obviously if there's an emergency that's happening Mm -hmm. that you need to tend to that you know which technically wouldn't even be something unless you were flying home right yeah back home something for that which god forbid we hope never happens but like it's one of those things where it's like you have to just let it go and be there. You are there. You guys have, as a family unit, made a decision to now be mm-hmm. on this business trip for four days. You're doing all the homework, like you said, all the prep work and the leg work. Your parents are
0: here. You have your husband. And it's one of those things too that, like, even if you didn't do the homework right. and the prep work, yeah. they're going to be fine. Also, like, P.S. You, their parents, so yes, they had to raise me. They raised you. Your <laughs> husband is a rock star dad. He knows everything <laughs> that they're going to need. There, you know, you, you provide something that no one else can. You're their mom, but like you're also providing something invaluable for them, the the example and the lesson that you can continue Mm -hmm. to live your dreams and grow your career and grow your interests and your passions and have an identity outside of the home that is made stronger because of them. Like You're probably going to be so much better for the rest of your life at every job you have because of the role of mom, and, and it's rounded you out in a different kind of way. So all these other experiences... Are, you're probably even that much more valuable and your opinions well, and are that much more valuable. You know, it's like everyone's gonna be fine. Have right. fun. There's Go also enjoy this yourself. like dichotomy
1: that, you know, I'm thinking about like going to the airport by myself. I'm <laughs> like to what's feel happening? So yeah. light like there is a part of me that's like oh my gosh am i gonna sleep on the plane or read like what exactly i I'm secretly gonna do with want my you to time? get drunk at the
0: airport oh my Seriously.
2: god <laughs> like you're like the last
0: person you are like okay yeah i got okay, drunk like, and i missed right my here. flight you're like
2: i'm gonna sit in the middle seat and i don't care oh, yeah, my, yeah y'all my, kids i know
1: kids
0: it you know what's amazing. a bummer
1: though um i sh- the first person that i told this decision that we had made so again you know I had all these conversations with my family my husband I talked to Millie about it you know I looked at Sonny and had a little pep talk with him <laughs> um, and then I, sh- I told one of my girlfriends who is a working mom a full-time working mom works in a very corporate environment Two, actually two mamas um, both have similar jobs and one like couldn't believe that I'm not going to take the whole family and make a trip out of it.
2: But why? It doesn't have to be that way. It's because work. it's just such a long time to be I away. I understand and, that. And you know,
1: she didn't allude to this, but you felt she it. did well she did remind me that, you know, my bra- my breast milk supply could go down and just like you know not being around my baby and of course I could have really let that spiral and and I'm sharing this you with you guys. The I know I am rolling to my eyes big
2: time because there's nothing wrong first of all with supplementing with formula if that's what you choose but right. two okay so your breast milk goes down like some women don't even have the luxury of you know staying home during the fourth trimester I also think for all the
1: moms that are listening right now that you know share things with your girlfriends or if you've been in the opposite situation, the reason why your girlfriends are there and this mommy group exists is because when someone comes to you with something that has nothing to do with you, is not yes. harming others, um, is really something that they've been struggling with and they've made that decision, I really believe that they're they're coming to you to hear your support and yes. to lean on you. and for you to tell them that the decision that they've made is right for them. It might not be right for you, but it's right for them. And that's the way I friend. When my yes, friends yes. come to me with something that is important to them, I support it. Again, as long as someone's not getting harmed and so forth. So um, unless it's advice that they're like, unless it's solicited, like meaning like they ask for the oh, totally. advice then it makes yeah, sense. But yeah. if it's unsolicited, And here's the thing, if, if you can't be honest with your friends, who can you be honest with? Right. I'm talking about specific
0: decisions like this. Um, Because it's like you're saying she's incredulous to the fact that you're not bringing your kids because she would bring her kids. Mm-hmm. She but can I ask, would bring her would own, like that's yes, that's what she does. So I, that and that's fine. Like mm-hmm. she does that, and that works beautifully for her. Number one, she's in a slightly different industry than you. You're going to be gone the whole time, mm-hmm. so you would basically be lugging your family across the country, displacing everyone from their normal environment to be in a hotel room without you for sixteen while hours a day. While you're on set, while right? you're so doing everything, all of that. But it's just like you said. You have to acknowledge when certain decisions are right for you and that those are based off of your own, first of all, feelings, right. emotions, circumstances, and also the circumstances of your family. To make someone else feel as though they should make the same decisions when they're a completely different person with different dynamics, responsibilities, all that stuff, I agree. I think it's it's like almost irresponsible. It's like, why infect someone with that kind of feeling? We're, t- we're totally different people. Yeah, That's and, and right. there is a huge part of me that really could have started
1: spiraling, thinking, yeah. oh my God, is my baby going to forget about me? Oh, is my milk Mandy. supply going to be gone? I mean, Can't tell you how because it's, it's me. very easy to go off into yeah, you know, a really, yes, and just let your mind wander when that thought has been planted so there. how did that get? So I told another friend who has the same situation, and she didn't even blink an eye. She was like, there are plenty of working moms like herself that have been gone for longer. Yeah. You know, and they don't have that option, whether it's they don't have, you know, the infrastructure
2: yeah, or anything. anything. It doesn't right. even
1: come down to money. It's like it's, they don't, that's just not an option. That would
0: never be an option. So and um, I don't know if we said it on the podcast or if we just talked about it, but it's for four days. Yeah, right. it's for it's four a days. Cross country for four days. Where
1: I will be gone four 14 nights, to 16 yeah. hours a day. And we made the decision for me not to go. So this is a true working mama thing that I've decided. And, um, you made the decision for you to
0: go. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, said, yeah. I thought you said not to go. Oh, no, sorry. So oh, yeah. yeah, this to is go. a
1: decision that I made right. with the support of my husband. Um, and you know, what's great is he was like, whatever you decide. And,
2: yeah. uh, and my manager said the same oh, right, thing, yeah.
1: you know, I mean, this is a great opportunity. Are your opportunity. Like, are happy about that you're Oh, they cannot wait to That's hang awesome. out with Mills and Sunny. And you know what's going to make me feel better? You know, I said that this takes a lot of work, but it's going to make me feel better that I am doing all the scheduling. Like, I think that I'm Mm -hmm. going to feel good if I feel like I have set the home up for success. Mm -hmm. So the way that I show, you know, my love language is service. So I'm meal planning those four days. That's you amazing. know, even if one of the days I already told my husband, I want you to take my parents to this restaurant because it has this and this, and you know, this is going to be great for the kids. So one night you guys are doing this. Um, I'm setting up activities. I'm making sure that the woman that helps with Millie, That's amazing. Um, okay. she's also going to be a part of that schedule because I want my parents to get one-on-one so time. your parents are going to be like on
2: a little vacation, basically. I'm trying.
1: <laughs> I'm trying. So, um... But I don't know. What what really resonated with me from Amy Schumer's post is that she's still a human being with interests, ambitions, and goals. Yes. And if that means you feel like your old self when you put on makeup and you put on a blouse as opposed to a nursing tank top, do it. Yeah. Yeah. If it means going for, you know, a couple hours to get your nails done. My girlfriend right now, she's a first-time mom. She's not ready to
2: go past two hours away. Right, But I said, you know, when you're ready to actually do a dinner with girls, do, do it. it. Yeah. I think I, I found this article and when I was just researching some stuff on working moms and stuff because I think... There's this whole, you know, and when we say working moms, we don't stay-at-home moms are working the same exact way. Um, it was an interesting article I had just found, and it was talking about the false dichotomy between moms that work out of home and work mm-hmm. at home, and it was just saying all moms work. The only difference between these two groups is for whom they are working and what they are earning. And I think that yeah. that was such a strong statement because I feel like I fell in the category of part-time working mom outside of the house, full-time working mom inside of the house, you know? Yeah. So I think when we say working mom, and even to Brandy's point about the self-care or what makes you feel like the woman you were prior to becoming a mom is exactly that. You should be doing that even if you are 100% of the time at home. Yeah. Um, because it's what makes you feel you and what makes you feel at your best um, and have that identity outside of that motherhood, yeah. right? The motherhood when, sign.
0: When I had Connor... I went back to work like right away. And I was traveling. I was, you know, filming in New York at the time. So I was gone, you know, three days out of each week. And then when I had Blake, I remember being two weeks, Blake was two weeks old when I went back to home and family. And it was honestly because I was like, going back to home and family at that time meant two days a week. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? Like I didn't have the YouTube channel yet. I didn't have these other things that I was doing at home that, you know, why right now things are very busy. It was two days a week. And I was like, I can do that. Like, what does that really take for me? It gets me back to myself. I start earning money again. Like, it. I already had someone to watch Blake because we had a nanny for Connor because we needed someone full-time when he was born. So it was like, I had coverage. I had all the things. And at two weeks, I went back and I felt so good about it that I'm sure there was judgment and I'm sure, but I didn't feel it. I didn't notice it. I felt so secure and happy in the decision that it was really liberating. And so that's the funny thing about mom guilt is that, We're only guilty of things we sort of like subconsciously think we're doing wrong. When you feel good about something, it might be something someone else has guilt about and it doesn't even register to you because to you personally, you're like, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. So it's just so interesting. It is so subjective. So it's like you have to give yourself a break in remembering that, that like the things that you feel guilt about for the most part, especially when it comes to parenting, are just your own little things and if you can look at it differently and alleviate that from yourself so that you can move through the world as a mom as an employee with more ease and less stress yeah it's so much better for you it's so much more liberating
1: well something that you said and I'm going back to Amy Schumer's and I don't know if you guys can tell I was an English journalism major I'm literally dissecting <laughs> words <are> words this <laughs> <laughs> um she says that the breaks energize me to be a better mom I, if- that is so powerful because yeah. I am in the thick of this fourth trimester. And it's incredible when I do have someone to help me with Millie, even just getting that, that time away from her because she's a toddler right now and she's emotional and she um, you know, has been defiant lately. Even just getting that break, I almost feel like, um, I don't feel as defeated. I mean, I mean, lately yeah. things have been very tough. And, yeah. it, you know, it might be because she has a new brother, but I really think it's just development. Mm-hmm. Like she is just discovering herself and we give her a lot of independence and she's becoming her own awesome human, um, big girl. And so I've even noticed that I feel better about myself when I get that break. I am, you know, feeling better in my marriage when I get that yeah, break. Yeah, you need so, space. You know, when you are away and you're working or you're... Um, I think I mentioned this before, you know, when, when Millie was younger, I did a swap with another mom where she... I watched her daughter so she could get a couple hours so that the girls could play together. So the,
2: there are other ways that you can get breaks. Yeah. Um, but that is so important that you take that time for yourself. Yes. So can I ask, what, do we, what would you guys do in your break? Like, would it be something that, you know, we conventionally think of like, oh, self-care, go get your nails well, done. Well, this reminds Would me you... of this article yeah, that you yeah. found, Orly, that we talked about.
0: Yeah, I found this really interesting article about how kind of the idea that no self-care, the ideas of what we think of self-care, you know, go take a bath, get a massage, get your nails done, whatever, that those things can't fix the burnout, that the burnout is there for bigger reasons. And and there's a couple of these things I'm going to read from the article verbatim, um, just because I think the way it was written was sort of very cool and poetic. So she wrote, there is no bubble bath that will hush the constant underlying buzz of anxiety. There's no girls girls weekend away that will undo the isolation of a fourth trimester spent without a village. There is no nap that will revive the energy poured into balancing a career with motherhood. There's no glass of wine that will ease the accumulating effect of all the ailments we haven't seen the doctor about. So darling mama, please hear me. You are not imagining your burnout and your burnout is not your fault. She goes in to talk about reasons why you're burned out, and I just thought this was really funny. And (laughs) you're burnt out because from the moment you announced your pregnancy or your plan to adopt, you were bombarded with unsolicited advice and stories about how awful your upcoming experience would be. You're burnt out because you had to return to work before you were ready and then shame for not breastfeeding your baby long enough. You're burnt out because you feel like you've continuously have to justify the decision to leave the paid workforce. Um, where was this other one that I thought was really funny oh this you're burnt out because you're constantly juggling the pressure to spend ample time being truly present with your child with the pressure to have a clean and decluttered home it's crazy it, it goes on and on about all of these really funny things like you're burnt out because you know your child shouldn't watch another show on TV but you don't know how to make dinner happen without it and then it says, but if mama, what if you did stand in your worthiness, even if your house is messy, even when your toddler is melting down in the grocery store, even when everything feels like it's falling apart, what if you stood amongst the mess and declared your worthiness by saying no, by asking for help, by stating what you need without apology and by holding space for other mothers to do the same. You might get ignored first. You might get some side eyes, but by being vulnerable, by putting it all out there, owning your story and supporting other mothers as they claim their worthiness, we can start to make it better. And it it's so by
1: holding space for other mothers to do the same ladies we judge so often even if we're doing it in our head it's just it needs to stop yeah like it's so crazy that the postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety just continues to rise and I think a lot of it is that we're not holding space for moms to come to us for help yeah we're not
0: for anyone we're to not, help yeah, us. Yeah, making
1: it feel like it's okay. There's still this stigma, you know. There's this feeling of being judged, of resentment. Because we've yeah. talked a about failure.
0: this. Yeah, we've talked about this on the podcast before. That like that identity that we all hold so proudly of like you know super mom, rock star mom. It's mom who does it all, right. and it's not a mom who's like not doing it all. Yeah, you know, it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Just by design, we create this expectation that in order to be a kick-ass mom, you have to literally do so much in a day that everyone's in awe of you. And it's like, what is that? Why? And and I, I suffer from that too. I feel like less of a mom and like less of a wife when I ask for help from my husband. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. He is an incredible help. If I ask for it, he will give it. I take it personally, like, I only ask for help if I can't accomplish it on my own. And that bar I have set really high. It means I'm literally about to have a breakdown if I'm asking for help. I think
1: something that's helped me is being very specific when I ask for help, especially with my husband. (laughs) I don't know if we talked about this a couple episodes back, how, you know, at least the men, I think, in our three lives really need, like, a a guideline. Like most men need a very specific guideline. Yeah, a how-to book. So I've gotten really, and I take pride in this, I've gotten very specific in telling Mr. A exactly what it would be to help me. It might not get the same results I would like. For example, he packed Millie's snack bag the other day. And then when she came home, the nanny said, "Um, so Millie's lunch was interesting today. And here's what's funny, if you guys follow Mr. A, his handle is at Mr. A Meals, because he actually (laughs) is like a killer cook. But he kind of got on this like carb kick, and he gave her crackers and cheese, and then a different type of cracker, and then a muffin, and uh. then some goldfish—like pretty much crackers but yeah. in different shapes. <laughs> and All the she stuff. was just like, "Yeah, I just wasn't sure who packed it." But here's the thing: he packed the lunch, yeah, so yes. so now I know that you know, and that was an off day for him because usually he's like slicing watermelon and like overpacks her lunch. But I've been getting so much better at being specific. Like, can you burp him? I just fed him. Can you burp him and hold him while I shower? Yeah. Or can you make sure? Not like, can you help me?
0: Yeah. Exactly. This is what I need you to do right now to help me.
1: We have to identify ways that it will help us. Um, I, I don't have a housekeeper, but a girlfriend of mine, my house is also very cozy. A girlfriend of mine has a housekeeper, and she was just walking me through the decision to choose to spend money on a housekeeper. And it was just like, that was a constant battle that her and her husband were just like, who's going to do this and this? And it just was becoming so overwhelming that they decided, okay, this is so important that this is something that we need to allot money to. Right. And I know a lot of people are listening that are like, oh, well, you know, we couldn't afford that or, or that's not part of our thing. But guys, when something is really important to your family and is interfering with a relationship that you're having with your child with your friends, with your significant other, you know,
2: you stop doing sushi night on Friday or you stop getting your nails done to make that important. I think that that brings up a great thing. Like uh, for me, I absolutely, me and my husband have the conversation, which we know it's a luxury, but to have the additional help and it's something that For me, it keeps me sane. Mm -hmm. Um, And two, allows me to work from home in a productive way. I am not then feeling like I'm not giving 100% of my time to my children or to my work and vice versa. And so I think it is a luxury. And it's interesting because even like on stories and stuff, you're like, oh gosh, your your floors are always immaculate or this and that. And I'm like, oh, I have someone come. Like every day it's clean because I am the type of person that has ADD with that and I will go pick up a mop and start cleaning and spend an hour doing that versus doing that when I have the time to. Um, editing or whatever it is, you know. So it, it's interesting, but I find going back to the judgment thing. Like I find moms, and I hate saying this because I I love. I think it's a big reason we created this space. But it's like I find moms to be the biggest group of mean girls that mm. can be. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. I say that. I say that sometimes because I also think, for instance, like we, we you you are drawn to women and other parents that are similar to you, right? But I say that only because I have a couple of friends that are kind of going through this where their kids are now a little, they're not babies, so they're not infants, but they're either three and five. And one mom that is a very corporate woman who is now leaving her job to stay home full time. Oh, wow. And she's realizing that more time is required of her as a mother um, in that role. And so her. they decided as a family that made more sense. And then I had a conversation like literally the next day from one of my girlfriends who was a stay-at-home mom and her kids are also in that same age range and she's like, I'm going back. Like I, I yeah. need the space, mm-hmm. I need the, you know, like that separation and I know that it, it may be difficult, we'll see, but we're going to do it. And I just thought it was so interesting because I have had from both angles – different types of mom, almost not question what I do, but they're like, oh, but you don't really understand because you're not away from them 100% of the time. And I'm yeah. like, you're right, you're right. I don't know what it's like, but do you know what it's like staying at home and having them with you like 75% yeah. of the time and, and feeling that guilt of them being in another room and calling your name and you can't go to them, you know, yeah. things like that. And then the opposite. And so it just made me think a lot of being the person who was trying to be the sounding board for both my friends of, gosh, the the judgment is real, you know, yeah. and, and I think each woman going through it has to feel that justifying like feeling like well I'm going back to work because I need I think it's going to be healthier and it's going to be better for us if we do that but it goes back to that Schumer comment right totally
0: totally I think that there's a really powerful exercise so I know I was talking uh, a couple weeks ago about how there's this girl Lacey Phillips that I really like and this whole kind of manifestation thing and at the time when I had first mentioned it I had only really listened to a few podcasts and I feel like while I explained a little bit of it I did um almost misrepresent it because what I was talking about was that like you have to really believe it wholeheartedly Um, and that's not quite what I meant by it. One of the things that she does is kind of figuring out like your self-worth in a certain category. What do you really feel worthy of? What do you really feel that you deserve? What's your authentic self? Like if you could go back to that little kid version of you before it maybe got um, changed and molded by certain experiences you had as a kid or certain social experiences you had as a kid or parenting things. And you figure out who that little person is. What do, who are they? How do they move through the world? And this is, is something, it's almost like a meditation hypnosis thing. This is something that I do as it pertains to career. But what I have found is that it gives me the freedom to not consider anyone else. All I think about is that person, like, Who is Orly? Like, who's the five-year-old Orly? Like, who is she? Would she care about what anyone else thinks? Imagine that nobody else is there. Imagine you're in a room by yourself with nobody. What decisions would you make? Yeah. How would you live your life? What would you do within your family if you don't waste the energy on everybody else? What are the decisions that are authentic? to your joys, to your family unit, to your everything, like your inspiration and I love and that. Passions, I love that exercise. And just ignore everybody. And it's not, this particular thing isn't meant for, for you know, getting rid of judgment. It's not, not about that, but I have found it to be useful in that sense because it's like I'm in touch with my, like, true authentic little mini Orly and like, what does she want? And who is she? That
2: brings up an interesting thing though too, because I read somewhere that even when people are asked to do like those anonymous surveys and whatnot, they, they, they lie to themselves. Like a lot of times you'll find that there's a large percentage of people that 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 lie to themselves because even though it is anonymous and people don't know who's giving it, they have this perception of what they themselves want to uphold, which again, we go back to this a lot, but it's that whole... You know, Persona is everything, and uh, social media, everybody has these perfect cookie-cutter lives, so it's like, well... No, would I, you know, how, like a simple question, like how often do you eat out with the family, right? Some people that I oh, know yeah. that are like five days a week, they're like two. Right. But not <laughs> them, they feel so more good. wholesome or more like I'm contributing, I'm, yeah. I'm leaving the yeah. healthy I don't life. spend money. Right. It's, a, it's a guilt that they have, right? But yeah. I do think that you bring up a good point, which is that, but when you're really in tune with who you are as yeah. your own person and your own self, you can
0: be honest about that too. Yeah cuz you imagine no one else is going to see you. Yeah. Imagine no one else is ever going to see it. What would you do? Like I know. how would you live your life on a day-to-day basis if literally you weren't going to be seen through anyone else's eyes? I just think that's fascinating. Like
1: I, I my house would be even messier. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's yeah,
2: I think oh my gosh. I agree.
1: So you mentioned this early about um, gatekeeping in your parental responsibilities or actually maternal responsibilities, right? And so we're reading this article about um, like the the benefit of actually making your significant other even more involved. And I just wanted to bring that up again because, you know, you said something um, right before you started talking about um, like little Orly, it's about... You know, it takes a village to raise a mother. You know, we've heard this it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to raise a mother. And, you know, it's been proven that dads are happier at work when they are actually given responsibilities at home because it benefits not only them, it benefits the child. You know, what's interesting is you're almost taking away, like, we started doing something on the weekend where Mr. A and Millie get their one-on-one time, and they get a lot of, like, daddy-daughter dates. And I'm always like, hello, but now I have my boyfriend, Sunny and I. Um, but I really started thinking about it differently, like, this is an opportunity for Millie um, to be a different kind of person with her dad, you know, yeah. and to explore different interests with him. It's an opportunity for him to, yeah. um, you know, make those decisions on his own without me. And I've had to bite my tongue so many times because at home it'll happen. And I'm like, you know what? Like, he's deciding that he wants to, you know, give her a second yogurt okay, pop. It's okay. Or whatever. Yeah, and like, that's the way he's parenting. But I think a lot of this also comes back to us as working moms not only delegating but also like embracing and empowering these opportunities for other people to help us and not micromanage i mean the relationship that millie has with miss karen is awesome like she waits by the window looking for miss karen miss karen does that ever make you
2: feel i mean you're you're super involved with the kids Mm -hmm. but like i have friends who are full-time working outside of the home mm-hmm. parents, and they feel guilty sometimes, and they feel bad only because sometimes they feel like their kids are a little bit more attached to their mm-hmm. nannies or their help, and they're almost like mistakenly. Once I remember, even my sister in law was like, um, "He called her mom," you know. He said it, know, but hard. in in a very yeah yeah, you yeah know, innocent yeah, yeah very innocent way. But I, I just wonder, like, does that ever make you feel like for
1: me, no. But but you 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 hit the nail on the head. You know, I'm with my kids. You know. More 85 than, to 90% right. of the time. I mean, you know, it's not as often. For me, it gets me excited that she has her own relationship with someone that yeah. I trust. But also, the the things that she is learning with someone else. You know, like, it's not just different songs. or just the way that this person communicates with her is different. Because her perspective on life is different. And the things that they do when they walk and stuff. Like, Millie and I do. I spy a lot. And I've noticed that they, she's been teaching her the days of the week. Um, they've been just, they pick up different library books when they go to the library. I see so much value in that. I think it's so cool. And if you are a mom that is struggling because your child, um, is in daycare with, with someone else or getting attached to a family member that watches them or whatever the case may be that, that Ami mentioned. Try to really think about it as a positive. Like, no one is ever going to Replace be you. their parent. You are their mother. Doesn't matter how you became their mother, you are their mother. And this other person that is that is helping care for them is only just mm-hmm. enriching and... Um, you know, giving them just it's bringing a, color even to more their whole to experience. The, yeah.
2: I will also say that for moms, one of the biggest things that I've learned, and it seems, sounds so simple, but one of the biggest things I've learned too is that if I'm not able to be with my kids on a daily basis, um, but the times that I am, which tend to be a lot in the car, we live in LA, so we're in the car a lot, you know, and I found those times to be the most engaging because we can't go anywhere, and so all we we do a lot of games in the car. So I have even packs. For them to play either like flashcards or whatnot, but we always play twenty questions. Yeah. We'll do like different mouth, whatever it is. You know, it can be super simple, but I always find myself turning off the radio and engaging with my kids that at that time because it tends to be the even if it's fifteen minutes or two hours, the most time that I get the most out of them, you yeah. know? So yeah. it's interesting, though.
0: There, there was something in this book. So um, this a friend of mine, Eve Rodsky, wrote a book called Fair Play. It just recently came out. The book is doing insanely well. It's Her whole journey has been really exciting. And there was a book release party uh, a couple weeks ago, and she was talking to everybody. And one of the things she said is when – so the book basically is about delegating – um, b- better dividing up the responsibilities at home so that you can get to living your life because so much energy and time is wasted on figuring right. out who's doing what and managing if so-and-so did what they, whatever, all that stuff. So her whole thing is about kind of entirely dedicating certain responsibilities to certain people. And she told this story about when she was originally doing research for the book that a friend of hers was a working mom and was really overwhelmed with all of the school projects and all of the things that had to be done, you know, which is something that happens when you start having school-age kids, the level of responsibility. (laughs) And so she said there was some project, it was a Secret Santa project, and they each got a kid in the class and they had to do a Secret Santa. And her son got a little girl in the class who didn't have a lot of friends and was a little socially awkward, and he really wanted to make something special for her so that, she would feel special and included. And so the mom was, like, super overwhelmed because she's like, great. Like, not only does I have to do a project, but it's got to be, like, fucking amazing because this kid (laughs) really deserves, you know. She was so overwhelmed. And so Eve said to her, why don't you ask – I can't remember his name now. For the sake of argument, we'll say Tim. Why don't you ask Tim to do this? And she's like, ah, because I still have to, like, get all the stuff and then, like, explaining to him what to make is more energy than – she's like, no, no, no. From top to bottom – Tim take handles the Santa project. Wow. And so she did so. It was very difficult for her, but she told Tim, this is what has to happen. He- no, actually. She said, don't even explain it. Hand him the sheet. So she handed him the sheet that explained it. She didn't further explain it. She just said, here's the sheet. This is what has to happen. So Tim and the son get the stuff and he comes back and he's like, did you know there's this store called Michael's? And there's like all of the things you could need and then one aisle there's the glitter for the card and in the other there's the frame and there's even, they had like flowers and so she's like, I did in fact know that Michael's exists. I'm glad that you now know. And she came in from work one day and the son and the husband were sitting at the dining room table and he had glitter all over his hands and all over his face and she said that she, it made her start to cry because it was like the glitter hands there was a story of like Tim the glitter hands the story of the glitter hands represented to her like we are in it we are knee deep in it together you're together. covered in glitter just like I'm covered in glitter we are all like together we are in this thing and that the power not only for Tim to take it from beginning to end to be trusted with it to not be micromanaged and not be told what to do at every level the ownership that Tim and the son took in this is on us as a unit was incredible. And they wow. made this beautiful thing. That and is so it's awesome. It's such a cool story. And I think it's like you're saying, like, it, it's relying on that person and empowering that partner that you've chosen to really take things off of your plate from top to bottom. And not just... Because you don't want to be nagging. You don't want to ask. I I was just going to say
1: that. You don't want to be a nagging mom. You don't want to be a nagging wife. Which I feel like I am all the time. (laughs) And like
0: micromanaging. Like no one wants to feel that. But they will figure it out. So just top to bottom. Trust that they can do it. And that's like this trip. You going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know. That the kids are in the best hands. You know that you have an incredible husband who could handle it with no list. With no anything. Like you're on it. Right? And it's like hand it to them. Empower all three of them Mm with, you guys got this. I'm, yeah. I'm going. Like, I I fully trust you. They will absolutely well, knock your expectations. I think about all the time when I think of my parents.
1: I'm like, they really raised an awesome firstborn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing.
2: It is interesting, though, if you think about it, like, in a workspace, in a workplace environment, like, the boss, right, has to let go and delegate properly. Mm-hmm. And I think men definitely have an easier time at this. Or it's, totally. It's easier for them to delegate totally. than it is for women. But the end goal, it's empowering when you realize the end goal is all this, or the end goal goal that we all want to have is the same right yeah we yeah me and my partner us and all our partners want to make sure that we are raising healthy fulfilled yeah, children yeah. so however they get that done it's going to happen it may not be exactly the way we want to yoga yeah, pops I don't know
1: why we have this feeling to you know I always say controlling but to gatekeep I don't know yeah. why we do that to ourselves I, I think know. it's because again, it only gives us gray hair and stress and there's just no reason. But it goes for back it. to that
2: whole thing I mean, it's so many factors. It's the same idea of again what society has laid out for women mm-hmm. to uphold as as moms, especially especially if you are not a working mom outside of the home, and that is hundred mm-hmm. percent your role. I think women there yeah. feel even more, yes. you know, feeling like, like I that don't pressure. have the right. This is right. my job, so I don't have the why right to. Ask I, yeah. Why am I delegating this to Tim, right? And yep. and my son and going to Michaels on this excursion for a day when Tim is this is his day off and mm-hmm. I should be the one doing it. And you know what I've started doing for everyone
1: listening out there? Anytime a mom has said anything to me about staying at home, working part-time, <laughs> I just do this, I just do that, even when she's a career mom because <laughs> they have their own guilt. Right. I totally cut them off. I'm talking, I even did this the other day to a mom who I don't even know that well. And I was like... You don't need to say anything. Right. You don't need to say that. I love this. I've been doing it. I mean, I'm I'm trying to break you're the right. cycle the reminder little by little is here in the South Bay in Los Angeles. Good for but you, I'm telling you, I've been cutting people off. Sonny, you were there too, weren't you, Bubba's? The reminder is necessary. Yeah, just saying. Like, you don't need to justify it to me. You don't need to justify it to yourself. But also, you're working your butt off, and everyone's doing the best job they can.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's why sometimes I was saying like the thing, which I, I guess like a little update about the school, about my anxiety. First of all, got such great feedback from people about that, about, you know, me really losing my cool. And even people like we had a dinner the other day, um, for my brother-in-law's birthday and his mom was like, um, I heard about your podcast. I heard the conversation and like, just wanted to talk about it. So like my sister must've mentioned it to her or whatever. And that whole thing, you know, I, I just as a little update, I definitely have been doing better. I go through ebbs and flows of still feeling a little overwhelmed and a little frustrated when you've got two working parents um, that the amount of like, you know, required uh, volunteer work and all of that stuff. But I'm trying to kind of find a way to manage it and, and make it work. But I do think one interesting thing that we read um, as part of an article that you kind of alluded to, Brandy, about mm-hmm. the gatekeeping is that. There's a lot of sort of systems, 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 that's not a word. <laughs> systems and like policies and procedures in place for new moms who have newborns or infants. And that there's sort of the expectation that you need some space and you need time off and the expectation that you need a break every once in a while and you're exhausted and you can't be relied on to do as much because you're in this crazy newborn phase. Mm-hmm. But that as their kids get older and become school age, it's sort of like, okay, but like okay, so now you should have it under control. Stop so right. your kids aren't an excuse. Like do your stuff. And that can be a time when it's even more work and more responsibility and more overwhelming is when they get older and there's so much to manage for them. And so it's just interesting that like the break we need to give I don't know where it starts really. I actually don't know the answer to that except just that it it's sort of like socially acceptable to but ask for I think for it starts with
1: us. It starts, yeah. with us. it starts with us. It starts with uh, being a good friend, being a good mommy friend, and, and creating the environment where the person feels like they can. Oh, man. I feel like this is such a conversation yeah. that will continue to come up. And I know that, it, you know, this is the first time that it's really affecting me as far as making those big
2: decisions being away. But um, this is a conversation that I think yeah. we're gonna we'll going to continue having. Which is healthy, too. And I think, I think the other thing that this episode reminds me of is no matter what, phase you are or stage you are in your mother in your role as Mm -hmm. mom Mm -hmm. whether it be expecting mom first mom second mom to just remember that we were all there once or we might all be there at one time so be gentle (laughs) right I think be gentle because also if you don't even have kids
1: just giving grace opening the door for someone like a, a little nod or smile I was in church yesterday and, um, or a couple days ago. And, yeah, this lady who, guess what, lady? You were a little kid once. <laughs>
2: was giving,
1: like, such a strong eye at Millie. Because
2: she was, like, Ew, talking during service church. or something. Yeah, just oh, whatever. my gosh. And I
1: just kept thinking, like, why? Why not just give a little grace? Wait, that reminds
2: me of, by the way, any of you parents and <laughs> any of you non-parents, especially, that are traveling on the airplane. Seriously, I've never in my life had so much anxiety because of that. But, like... Again, you yourself have been a child at one point or another that has probably been on an airplane, or you have raised a child at one point or another that has yes. been a baby. Like, give parents a freaking break Amen. on the plane. so Products? Yes, yes, products. Let's okay, do let's do
0: Ooh. this. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to do one that has nothing to do with anything, except for the fact that I've been using it for a few months now, and I can attest to its awesomeness. So I got my hair done, dyed dark, very dark for me. I've had the same color hair forever. It's always been kind of like a... Jennifer Aniston? <laughs>
2: are we? Are we? Or Orly's? She's like, I'm there. just going to make I it. I may or, or may not have inspired. taken a picture she of Jennifer Aniston. Aniston
0: with me into every hair appointment I've love had it, since I was 16. I love um, it. So, but it's that kind of like light brown with blonde highlights my whole life. I decided to go super dark and dyed my hair like a really dark um, brown color. Now, when I got my color done, the girl who does it, Tawny, said it's going to fade a lot because your hair's not naturally this dark. And so it's going to be fading. You're going to probably want to use some kind of light like conditioner or mask to keep the color on it. So she recommended to me this brand called Evo, it's E-V-O, and she sent the one that was, for, for my particular color, it was cool brunette, so that it doesn't go brassy or doesn't get an auburn tone to it. And it's crazy, I literally look like, every time I do it, I look like I just got my like color Jennifer done. Aniston. No, the opposite. <laughs> now this is my new look. Um, so it, it will literally look like I just got my color done. It looks done. so good. It stays that rich, dark color. So basically it's a mask. It's like a deep conditioning treatment. You shampoo and condition your hair and then you brush it in. And so I section it to make sure that I'm even. It's a dark mask. Use gloves. It's like got a lot of color in it and section it, run it through with your fingers, and then brush that section. Then section it off again, put more product in, run it through your fingers, and brush it again. You leave it on for about three to five minutes, and then you rinse it off until the water runs clear. And it not only conditions and makes your hair look really like shiny, like your hair always looks right when you get your color done, but it also redeposits all that color so that you're not going to the salon salon to get your color done super fast. So they've got all these different shades. So depending on your tone, you might find excuse me, you might find the right shade. There's a girl at work who has a really cool strawberry blonde color, which is really hard to maintain if it's not your natural color. And she uses this mask and it keeps it like shiny and the color really cool. So it's just a really great way to save money. Um, I'll put the link for the color that I'm using, but just go through and look for the right tone. Um, let me look it up. I think it was probably like 35 bucks. Oh, that's
2: great. And then you do it like once a, do you do it every other shower? So, or? Oh, no, no, no. I do no. it like
0: once every two weeks. Oh, nice. Well, I, I do it once I notice my color not looking rich anymore. And for me, I have really oily hair. So I try to not wash my hair like every day, but it's, it kills me it to looks do that. great.
2: And your color, you maintain this color for quite, It's I feel that, like, two, it's three just months, that, right? It's great. Yeah,
0: it's just that thing. So I'm telling you, like, when I when I'll do it, if I won't do it, and I look in the mirror, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And like, I realize how much the yes. color has faded, and it's taken on a warmer, <gasps> brassy auburn tone. I do it, and it's like day and night. I look like I got my color done, wow. and it'll last for you know probably four or five washes before then. You feel like you want to do again. So if you're washing your when hair you, every other day, when next are you two planning weeks. to go back to Jen Aniston? I don't know if I am going back to Jen Aniston. I mean, Aniston. I you
2: look great no matter what, so it's like Yeah, you know. she just she just started this moment. You know, no, yeah. I'm just, I Don't saying, rob me of this moment. I was just saying, I want you to stay in this Jen chapter. Aniston, I was just yeah. saying Jen Aniston. I
0: really do uh, I really do dig it.
2: Um, I'm going to go to mine, but before I do, I just have a little story to tell. Oh. So <laughs> Last week, I was at dinner, and of course, I texted Orly Oh, and Brandy. yes, please I can't the believe story. I didn't share the story before. Oh, my God. But basically, I'm sure, as most women in relationships, or maybe not, I don't know, have hall passes. So, my hall pass has forever been Lenny Kravitz. Yes. And if you
1: haven't listened to Ami's episode, oh, yeah. we each did an episode where we interviewed the other. Please go to the podcast, scroll down, and find that episode because she talks yeah. about. Her celebrity crush right. who is
2: Lenny Kravitz. Yes, he has been since I was like 18 years old, like, you know, I, I mean just in love with him. If you're listening Lenny, I love you. Um anyways, you're and if you guys don't know who that is, that's Zoe Isabel Kravitz's um dad who, you know, is from uh, Big Little Lies for <laughs> yeah, any yeah, youngins listening. Going. Anyways, that man, 55 years old, walks into dinner where I am. By the way, he was, Denzel Washington was there already and I was like, oh, yeah. oh my god, you got a name dropped twice. I had, to, I had to. Hold on, let me pick once. that up. Yeah, let me pick that up. Give it to <laughs> there me. You go. And then he walks in and I'm just like, jaw dropped. The best part about it, my husband's not even at the dinner. Oh, damn it. So oh, he wasn't? So I'm like texting what? him Open and I'm like, space. yeah, I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> Lenny Kravitz is here, I am and he's like, go for it, honey, go for it. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm, I'm texting Brandy and Orly and Brandy's like, just go do it. Do By it. By the way, and I'm, I'm like, the only one that
1: is like, Always has my phone on. No, but she tells me she's there. I'm like, okay,
2: you need to, like, send him a drink or send him I a dessert. Dessert. Like, I like, a can. He's with family. I'm like, and Phyllis would have. Phyllis, yeah. Phyllis, Phyllis would have. What would Phyllis drink. do? I thought it was just so funny because out of everyone, Phyllis is the one I would expect to be like, no, I'm going to sit back. Mm-hmm. And it was just a hilarious moment because I was getting, I was, you know. Yeah, getting, getting, getting the, for clump. Right, exact. But so. before
0: you do your product, I found the yeah. price. So I just want to share it. Okay. It's $35. Okay. Um. And it's a pretty big bottle. It's like the size of a regular conditioner bottle. There is cool brown, chestnut, mahogany, purple red, copper, caramel, light beige, and platinum blonde. Those are the colors they have. Um. Oh, in case cool. anyone is interested, it's amazing. Lifesaver. Love it.
2: Okay. Okay. So the reason I actually thought about my product was because Lenny is fifty-five and he looks incredible. So Duh. I was like, okay, let's uh, bring yeah. back the. Okay. First thing. of all, is the new thirty. Of course, it's he true. Is. Obviously. Um, so I have one of these. You guys know those MDNA rollers? It's that Madonna roller. Oh no! Or no. Rafa has them. Uh-uh. They're basically these rollers, but they're not like a jade roller or a rose quartz roller. They actually have like it looks like a. T shape, almost like a claw, and you roll it on your face, oh, but it, it, it like the balls. With themselves, the little balls. Exactly. Oh, yeah, balls you and your sticks with balls I know, that help good. relax they're you. They're good. But this one, well, that's, that <laughs> well, would be questionable. This one is specifically for the, yeah, this one's specifically, you know, for the face. Um, but I always like finding ones that are a little bit more price friendly because mm-hmm. obviously the MDNA and the Refa, which are two of my really, if you have the money, and honestly, uh, if you, for me, investing in skincare is everything right now so I'm okay with spending the money but those can run up $200 or more so I actually went online and I found one off Amazon there it's about $13 13 to 20 depending on which one you go but I always also if you guys are avid Amazon shoppers and sometimes you're like I found one of the same but like 20 different versions I'm a big believer in just going on the ratings a lot of times those are really helpful for you and they'll provide pictures and stuff. Anyways, um, it's called a 24K Beauty Bar Golden Face Massager. Oh, And it's two in one, so you get one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part is they vibrate. Okay, I know okay. that my mind's going there. Can it be double purpose? I'm just asking it, for a it, friend. It's good, but these are, it's actually great, and I know some of them sometimes feel gimmicky, yeah. but it really does tighten, especially, and I'm talking to you moms, like especially after like um, childbirth, things like that, when you feel like you're retaining a ton mm-hmm. of water um it like the jawline especially it helps tremendously with that and i love it but the beauty about this is that even if you guys are not into the gimmicks and you think that some of this can be this is under 20 bucks so it's worth a try so how do you use it so i have a youtube video on one of them which is the long rectangular one but there's like these there you have pressure points in your face so you're supposed to hold it down while it's vibrating mm. and then you turn it and it's supposed to help lymphatic drainage also mm-hmm. but also the great thing is too for the roller, the one with the little balls on it, they say like if you have migraines like you can mm. do them on the temples of your head and actually on your scalp and it, right. it's, it it makes sense. You know, It's we do massage our bodies and we're working them out so it's the same thing like you're helping your yeah. blood flow circulate in your um, neck and your and your um, just your face. And so it's great. I think it's a great investment and the best part about these kind of rollers is are that if you're already investing in good skincare, priced your skincare, when you're putting them on and you let them sit for a minute or two, and then you go ahead and roll on top of mm-hmm. it, it's going to help penetrate all those products even better. So if you have like a vitamin E oil it. or a vitamin C, you do this and it's just gonna make sure it's getting deeper into the dermis. So it just makes sense. So I Amazing. love this. Amazing. Can you God, keep that, that one great. in the
1: freezer too? Oh my gosh, yes, okay. you can.
2: And these ones, like this one, I love about it too, because sometimes when they're electric, you just wanna be careful, but they're waterproof, yeah. so you don't have to worry about um, it getting. Okay, this Amazing. is skewing to double
0: purpose. <laughs> Very yeah, close saying. Yeah, just saying, it's possible.
1: Okay, so mine I'm excited about. It's by Belly Bandit. If you guys have heard of them before, it's probably because you know them for their compression corset. So I actually wore one of those corsets after Millie and after Sunny. And, you know, I actually hate the word corset because it's called a Belly Bandit. Like, they have totally taken over um, this, like, product. And basically it pushes... And provides support to your tummy area after you have a baby, whether naturally, vaginally, or C-section. And there's actually something in your body called relaxin that stays up to like four or five months. So wearing something super tight, you know, uh, women have been binding their Mm -hmm. stomachs for centuries. Wearing something tight around your belly um, can obviously help. Um, push all of those organs back to where they need to go, but provide support to your body. So, you've heard of Belly Bandit, that's what it is. The product though I want to talk about is called the Anti-Bra. I just got this, I've been wearing it for, I don't know, a month now. So what oh. I love about it is, uh, first of all, it's HSA FSA approved, so if you guys have a health savings account, that's amazing. this is actually considered something that you can order through it. So uh, the link oh. is down below um, in the notes. So it has no wires, no digging. It is so buttery soft. It feels like second skin. I mean, it's invisible under your clothes. It almost reminds me of those panties that you guys probably have with the no seam that are super thin and like a nudie color. This is very much similar. So it doesn't dig into your shoulders. Um, It has removable pads, so if you like pads for a little more coverage, you can keep them in. If you don't like them, you don't have to. What I like is it's not really advertised as a nursing bra, but I love the fact that I can just pull down and and nurse my baby. I'm so over the little clips, looking for the clips. Um, You can wear it though before pregnancy, during pregnancy, after pregnancy, if you have no pregnancy in sight. But I feel like we're always looking for a wire-free, comfortable bra. And if you already have enough of those cotton t-shirt bras and you want something that is just um, a little more elevated, honestly, but also doesn't have the wire, is thin, I love it. Um, take a look, it comes in small, medium, large, extra large, and they have a great size guide for you.
0: It looks super cute, like the kind of thing that you could wear like under like a racer tank, yeah. or like, cause it's got like a little scalloped edge along the waist. So it looks like the kind of thing that like if you see it, it could look like a cute little tank bra. Yes. Sometimes, you know, bras like that, you're like, that doesn't look so cute if you see it. That, that yeah. looks like a good one. Very
1: it. much like a tank bra, but um, I love that the name is anti-bra because
0: it's yeah. totally... The anti-bra. hate
1: wearing a bra, it has that scoop neck design. Uh, really great. I've been loving it. I love that.
0: Sweet. All right, dudes. Well, that is it. Um, thanks for listening, man. Thanks for listening so much. We really do appreciate it. If you liked this episode please help us grow by giving us a five-star review you can leave us an actual review um let us know your thoughts if you have any suggestions or something that you'd like us to hear another place to do that is mommy group pod on instagram um we are all up in those dms yeah we are and, and thirsty for the dms you
1: guys are so incredible i mean some of the thoughtful messages that you guys are sending oh. are amazing uh, thank you so much. You know, it's funny because we always talk about why do we judge ourselves and why do we overanalyze. You guys are so sweet because sometimes we will shoot an episode and think, "Wait a second, did that episode seem flat to you? Was it engaging? Did we like provide value?" And then we get an, an yeah. Instagram message from one of you followers, and the the things that you say that you were able to take away from the episode, or it came at the right time in your life, in your season. Um, just really means so much to us. So yeah. thank you so much for supporting us. Be sure to follow at Mommy Group Pod on Instagram. Tag a friend in the comments so that they can get in on the fun and engagement. We, we so appreciate that. Yes, we love you guys so much.
0: And I didn't cry today. <laughs> I
1: know, and I even put the box of Kleenex on the oh table. We wouldn't gosh. judge anyway. <laughs> We're a judgment-free zone. Oh, uh, I love this Mommy Group. You guys are awesome. Love Thanks you guys. Thanks for listening. See you, See you guys. next week.